Amongst the rough dunes, a convoy of vehicles idle in place. The mentor stands lead, scanning the landscape from the bonnet of a modified Toyota Hilux. What's the problem, son? No problem, Brickstock. Being sure the path is all. Is it, though? You feeling you could track better, is it? Go on, son, lead on. True say. Sorry, blood. I, I say nothing. It's, it's just that we've been a long time out of that last town. Supplies are getting low in there. Hmm. Don't worry, son. It's all good. Reckon we're less than a day back from Ash. We'll be on the charge soon enough. Get me? He slaps Brigstock on the shoulder, leaving him as he walks round the Hilux past a shapeless pile of sand and rubble at the side of the track, starting to move, resolving into... King? He leaps forward in a spray of grit and dust, his sword at Brigstock's throat before anyone can realise what's happened. Brigstock goes for his gun. King's head shatters Brigstock's nose before he can draw. The mentor lets off a shot into the air, still in the scuffle. All other bloods have drawn in King's direction. If you would, I've no wish to further harm this man. I'm sure you got use for him. Don't doubt you'd kill me if I took the privilege. Kill him, he's drove. Hold your finger, blood. Let's not call names. I'm Drover, true save. Not the one you's after. Oh, is it now? And what do you know about our goals? Yeah, break stock work? You just reach into yarn pocket, sweet pea, and show all. Do it. Okay. And now. A delicate touch, yeah. Brigstock finds the unspent round that Ash left with him. He throws it to the mentor. Aye, young blood. Put it in my hand, not my head. Get me? The mentor examines the bullet carefully, then looks up, smiling coldly. Oh, blood! Put your shooters away. This man's a pal of son Ashes. So it is. From near total darkness, two points of light appear in the distance like the glowing eyes of some desert cat. At about 50 feet off, Kai steps out. The car is almost on him when... Kai, me! Fuck! Don't shoot, you hear? <laughs> Aye, right, bro, what's this? Don't look like your old two to me. It's got a motor and a space for three. Thought it better met our needs. What happened? It's a long story. I'd rather not get into it. He's bleeding. Look, Kai, I think you hit him. What? Where? There, his cheek. Whoa, I hit you? Is it? Oh, it's just a scrape. Well, don't sound too disappointed. You shot me in the fucking face. You sure you ain't a train shooter? Moving target into the light? <laughs> Lucky shot is all. Chin up, bruv. Could have been closer. So why's your mug such a picture? Can't blame me for all of that. Where's your two? I'm caught up with an old pal. Just get in. I'm glad you came back. With a big gun on your hip now. Son. Which way are we going? Head for the hills, blood. It's time you met your charge. The men to ride shotgun in the true sense. 
Glancing back through the cab's small window, he nods to the men keeping watch. One proudly leans on the big gun, a tripod-mounted XM214 minigun fixed to the flatbed. Illuminated in the headlights, King and his men ride their mounts at a decent trot, leading the way. Brigstock drives. He rubs agitated at the thin slice on his throat. Hey, Brigstock. You got something to say, son. What the fuck are we doing? Ride out and kill them all, you said. Now we're marching behind them, watching their horses drop turds. I'd rather die with honor. Well, like he says, this ain't our country. May as well use them while he's there to be used. When it comes that he ain't useful no more. Besides, Harley's a tricky one, true say. I don't mean to be up front while he lets off his first clip. King wants to prove himself. Well, let him see if he can't dodge a few. But once it's done, you mean to leave him king? <laughs> Do I fuck? He'll be king of the ground, and nothing more. Is it fair? Aye, <laughs> so it is. The low rising sun throws a long shadow off the side of our Mercedes as it tears across the hardpan. Hartley slows as we approach the base of a range of low hills. We pull to a stop besides a rough track and allow the trailing plume of dust to drift past before anyone speaks. Now what? We go up and discover the fate of humanity. What she said. Back, where Hartley left Ashen. Light bursts in as Ash opens his eyes. His father crouches in front of him, shaking him. The cavalry have arrived. Amongst the rocks stands the Mentor's Sans alongside King and his men. Ash rubs at his blood-crusted face, looking around, trying to shake off the days. Alright, alright. What happened? Ugh, fuck, I'm awake. Then speak, would you? What the hell happened here? Where's your gun, son? Yeah. He took it. He took it? <laughs> Someone get this child some water! Hartley hesitantly trails a few meters behind me down the hill. Kai pulls aside a rusted wire fence that blocks our path. Metal practically disintegrates in his hands. Something feels off. Why put a picket out here? Kai doesn't have an answer. And well, why ruin the surprise now? It will all become clear before long now anyway. We crest the hill. And there it is as I was told so long ago that it would be. White paint faded and peeling, domed copper rooftop sandblasted to a dull green, the time weathered yet still monolithic observatory. What is this? I got nothing, bro. I mean, we got plenty of sky scorers standing back in the gray, but none like this. What are you doing out here? 
I realize that I'm gripping my necklace again. But if there ever was a time, well... This is it. I don't hesitate any longer. It's finally time to get this show on the road. I duck under a boom gate, then march purposefully across the cracked tarmac car park towards the odd preserved building from another time. Hartley jogs past. Of course, he has to be the first to the door. He gives it a shove. Door's locked tight. Kai nods towards a small black glass panel with a faded outline of a hand printed on. Well, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Wait, maybe we should... Before Hartley or I can stop him, Kai has pressed his palm to the indicated position. Kai bursts out in laughter at the sudden release of tension. Even Hart gives a nervous smile when... Sorry. I shove my way past him and his piece and reach out to place my hand on the panel. Wait, it won't... been here before, isn't I don't answer. Perhaps I should, but at this point, I don't really know what to say. Hartley doesn't look happy as he follows me into the darkness. A soft light illuminates the floor as we enter, standing in darkness for a few seconds before overhead neons flicker to life, revealing a slick, modern office space filled with rows of desks. Hart and Kai seem mystified as they examine the alien artifacts all around. Huge flat screen monitors with computer keyboards, light boxes with acetone maps overlaying star constellations. On the far wall stands a massive corporate stone statue depicting the signs of the zodiac. A thin layer of dust coats every surface. No one has been here for a long time. What the? They're computers, I think. I take a seat in front of one of the screens and reach out to brush the softly pulsing light on the on switch. Wait. I reckon it's time you told me what's going on in here. Hartley, Les, true son of the blood, those are the crack palm. Meet your charge. Hartley stares into my eyes for a long time, looking for the truth of what he's just been told. But you're just a girl. I'm glad you noticed. But how? How could you... Hart. Where is it? What? I don't... The, the power, the, the fucking charge. Easy blood, just hold it. Who is this Kai? Answer me true. You know her blood. This is soul. She is the charge. Get me? The, the charge that holds the power to save all a man. Say true. The, the reason for the bloods of old. How? Calm yourself, fam. Trust the word of your father. As I did. Uh, my father died protecting you. And those that came before, yes, he did. Him and more, many more. But why? All this time I, I trailed... What have I been chasing? I don't know, but it's time we all found out. I reach out slowly and gently brush the contact. Uh, password. Hartley walks forward, 
tentatively touching the flashing cursor on the screen. He's never seen anything more technologically advanced than a jukebox. He steps back as words begin to appear. I type SOL92955807. A standard looking operating system opens up. I reach up to my necklace as I have so many times, squeezing it just so, and the pendant comes away in my hand. After a few clumsy attempts, I manage to insert it into a slot in the keyboard. A whole tight song. Reckon we's about to go for a ride. A silent explosion of movement and colour rushes to fill the screen faster than Hartley or Kai can follow. A map of the world with numbers and annotations rotates 90 degrees to place the Americas horizontal across the equator. Schematics for advanced machines, floor plans for unknown buildings, more maps, trajectories, grids, documents. It's too much. Kai looks away. Hartley stands transfixed as a video begins to play. Digital distortion resolves into a sideways view of a laboratory that rotates as the camera is set on a table. A scientist in a white coat walks round into view. Unfortunately, time is short, so my explanation must be brief. One month ago, we completed work on a new advanced form of nuclear fusion. It was supposed to supply the world's energy needs for the next thousand years, but caught up in our own brilliance, we pushed forward too fast. We started a chain reaction, disrupted the Earth's gravitational and magnetic fields. The iron core destabilized on our planet's orientation and started to slip. Our last hope is to pull the plug. It should stop the slip, but it will cause an atomic explosion the likes of which has never been seen. The fallout will last for... for generations. If you are watching this now, then it means we are able to save this record. Enough time has passed that the radiation has dissipated. You are a descendant of those who will send away from here, accompanied only by a small armed guard. In this one small concession, we will succeed where we have otherwise failed absolutely. We were able to create a repository of all human knowledge. It exists now in a bunker in the nation's capital below a building known as the Pentagon. Your DNA is the key that will unlock this archive and allow you access to the information. Kai is first to notice an acrid burning spell. Electronics overheating. He looks for the source. So, something's not right. The computer server gives up its battle with the years of neglect. Dust-clogged fans fail, the central processor burns out, the screen goes black. No, 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 there was more that I... That can't be it. After all this time, I... No, but... No, I have to know. No! So, wait! What's no, going no, 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 leave her be, bro. She needs time. stands, his gaze following the fresh tire tracks across the open expanse of hard pan towards the distant hills that rise ahead to meet the clear sky. The mentor comes to stand beside his son. He holds out an ancient-looking six-shooter in a worn leather holster. Hey, boy. For some reason, Cooper brung this. 
A son don't often make a habit of needing a spare. Ah, I'll tell him thanks. Give it a good working over and it'll shoot true. Mind you, give it back in better condition than what you got it. Once it's done. The hills make for a difficult assault. We'll be in the open for a good long time. Six hours to cross, at least. Yep. And that's why we go by night. You get me? Cover by dark. King reckons there's two of them. Mm-hmm. Seems young hearts found a friend. One or two makes no ends. By the time big gun's in range, <laughs> well, it'll be too late. Perhaps I should go lay a parley. If he has the charge, maybe he'll see the sense of bringing it back to the grave. Spare more blood. <laughs> oh, boy. Should I send all my men one by one to be picked off? Huh? Think, blood. No. We hit hard. And all at once. He's good, son. Real good. He'd have been raised full long ago if his dad been around. What you saying? Spit it out, boy. I'm saying it's best not to underestimate him. You get me? Hartley appears, head then shoulders, as he climbs a spiral staircase into the observatory roof space. Computer equipment lines the walls, but all attention is taken by, central in the room, a huge white cylinder, about 30 feet long, with a chair at one end, points up to the domed ceiling. Smaller metal cylinders point towards small shutters in the sides of the vast dome. I sit crouched beside one of these. It's about a metre long, a foot in diameter. Hart walks over slowly and sits down beside me. I'm sorry we... I didn't tell you who I was. I had to be sure I could trust you. Not that it matters now. The computer died. No way of knowing what I have to do next. And what about these pewters up there? Can they not show you the rest of that message stored in your jewel here? Brought it for you. I tried them already. Fried. They must all be linked to the central server downstairs. There must be something else. Maybe there is, but I don't know anymore. I'm not special. I thought I was. I believed I was, but I can't save humanity. I don't know what to do. As I speak, a tear spills down my cheek. Hartley raises a hand to gently wipe it away. I catch it and hold. As someone drowning at sea would hold onto a life raft. We lock eyes, a rush of emotion passing between us. Only a few inches separate us now. You are special, so... I didn't get any of what White Coat was saying. It means nothing to me. And I'll bet Kai's none the wiser. You understood. The world needs you. Use the charge. Get me. Pull him in a little closer, staring into eyes. His soul, both our hearts beating in our throats. 
Harley struggles to find something to say. How'd you know what you was doing down there? With that... Servar. Scratch that... How'd you know to bring us here at all? When I was young, my father used to talk about coming here. When the time was right, the first stop south. Like it was part of some great story. You don't know it. I thought it was part of your law. At the mention of law, Hartley remembers himself, his duty. All I know is the bloods of old protect the charge. Have done for as long as time remembered and more. Then we're screwed, because this is as far as the story took me, and now your father and leader are as dead as mine. I'm sorry, Hartley. Your father was a great man. Is it? You knew him better than me. He sacrificed everything for duty. I know it hurt him to be away from you all those years. Kai too. Kai? What's his part in all this? He says you was his kin. Really? No. I mean, I've known him for years since we were both little, but he came with your father. Truth say, I don't know nothing about him. What's he to my dad? What are you keeping? I... I... I, I... I think you should ask him. My days, what's all this now? They're called telescopes. You look through this end and it magnifies. They're coming. How'd you know it? Look for yourself through this. What? This is... I can see all the way back to boulders. What the fuck? What you seeing, fam? Son, setting up camp. Sharing air with drovers. Twenty in total. Fuck! What is it? Ash is with him. We found my two. <laughs> is it? But how? It was so well hid. Your two? What about the men? Where are you going, blood? Got planning to do. You mean a standard fight? Aye. Against 20? It's suicide. We should run while we have the chance. We stand here. I won't run with trouble at my back any longer. This is the where. This is the when. Aye. I'll stand with you. I don't know how to... I'm sworn to protect you. There's dangers either way. Leave now and you'll run a good lead, but go alone. We'll do the best we can as two and catch you up once it's done. Or stay, and I'll keep you out of harm's way no matter what. I'd feel better... better knowing you were safe. I can only know that for true if you's here. You're crazy. They'll overwhelm us. What can you do? Two or three against 20. More than you would think. You are your father's son. True say you are. Fuck it, I'm in. Okay, tell me the plan. The sooner we can be ready, the better. At the edge of the boulder field, preparations are being made for the sprint across the flat. Each San ritualistically checks his revolver. 
Some lay in pieces on leather cloth, oil massaged methodically into the few moving parts. Ash finishes reassembling the spear. It shines in the evening light, unrecognizable as the wreck given by his father. Oh, young blood. You call me son, you get me? Heard you talking to your dad. Don't have the stomach to do him we's chasing. Tell you what. Give that iron over and I'll put one through his head for you. Heard you lost yours anyway. Perhaps I'd take better care. You shut your fucking mouth, Drover, before I put a slug in it. I sworn to rid the world of shit like you. You're lucky right now you come in handy. <laughs> or stumpy. You get me? The moment you prove otherwise. Big words for a man with a big boar shoved in my face. How's about you put down iron? I put down steel and we see what's what. Is it? Right then. Taking a step back, he lays the gun respectfully on the chamois. King drops his blade carelessly to the ground. Ash tucks his right hand on the back of his pants. How's this? Even it up some. Stumpy. Say no need, boy. Ash whips out a sweet left hook straight to King's jaw. One punch, one second, done. Ash turns the flawed man over with his boot. King's eyes flutter open. You get me? Not ready, your men, boy. You have been listening to Once It's Begun, written by the Gillingham Brothers, with Glenn Fox as Hartley, Sally Oliver as Sol, David Finn as Ashen Thementa, Ronan Summers as San Thementa, Ben Lee as Kai and Old Blood, Andrew Lewis as King, additional voices played by all cast members. Score by Chad Gock, additional music by Saul Gillingham, 